Welcome to The Sting, the official student-run podcast of Howard Payne University, produced by the Department of Communication. I'm your host, Ben Sarton. In this final episode of the semester, we'll be highlighting the Student Speaker Bureau. As a member of the team, I'm really excited for this, and I think our listeners will enjoy hearing our interactions. Uh, One piece of background is that this semester, the team got to take a trip to England, and we debated in Oxford and then did some educational sightseeing in London. So to start us off, we have an interview with debate team captain Devin Sherman and fellow debater Landon Chenault. After this, we've got a fun game of real or fake Christmas movie titles with Devin, Landon, and fellow SSB member Roshana Robb. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I'm glad that you're listening. And without further delay, let's get into that first interview. Now I'm joined by Landon Chenault and Devin Sherman for our interview about SSB. How are you guys doing? Pretty doing good. good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Excited to have you guys. You're looking thank good. You. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you. You guys I like look that good shirt. too. It's too bad this isn't on video. Like I feel like we all look fantastic. Oh yeah. Like a little well YouTube dressed. YouTube thing where you have us record and then you upload it there for special content. Have you thought about doing a special episode where people see your face, like a face reveal type thing? Um I don't know about like face reveal specifically, <laughs> but in the future we are looking at maybe maybe adding a video component. I like know? that. Oh, I like that a lot. It seems like we've gotten positive reception from the idea so far. Two for two it's right just, here. It, it would add another technical component, so um, we need more people to join our team. Shameless plug. Mm. So yeah. Okay. Well, um, let's jump into some talk about Student Speaker Bureau. So, firstly, really simply, a lot of students might have no idea what those words mean. So, what does the Student Speaker Bureau do? I think the Student Speakers Bureau, in a very simplistic view, it is a team of, what, eight or nine of us? Mm-hmm. Eight or nine Howard Payne students that compete in a number of competitive speech events, uh, but mainly competitive debate tournaments around the nation, and in some cases, around the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> but we prepare speeches, we prepare debates, and we go and we give it our all, and we have a lot of fun. We debate a lot of different topics. Some of them are very obscure some of them are very political it kind of depends on the round but uh, we have a great time yeah. yeah well let me ask how has the team evolved over the last few years this is kind of directed at you Devin mm-hmm. as the team captain uh, how has the team evolved and how has kind of competition evolved yeah so when I first came here there was a it was actually a really it was a, it was a large mix between speaking events as well mm-hmm. as like debate events that we would do um as we've kind of evolved as the question kind of asked was we've kind of evolved as a team we we've more so gone towards the debate route and mm-hmm. we focused yeah. a lot on like different types of debates so one major difference that I've seen is when I first came here we mainly did national parliamentary debate association which was a two person debate format um, and the league was really going down, and the shift was more towards individual parliamentary debate. And we have now become a large role and have a large role in debating in the IPDA organization and traveling around to those tournaments. So I believe that's one way that we've evolved. And team-wise, we've had lots of significant um, we, we've evolved significantly since the yeah. start and we are competing at a super high level and competing really well against big colleges such as Texas State and UT Austin and Rice and, and colleges like that. Yeah. Well, that brings me right into my next question, which is uh, what have been some of the highlights for the semester for the team? Um, so the first highlight of the semester was, well, actually, I should probably give this to Landon because he's, he's the one who He's the one who won the tournament, so why don't you tell us about your highlights? Well, I mean, me personally, I've had a great semester. Uh, 
Um, I've won two out of the three tournaments we've done so far, at least in the nation. So that's been like a fun time for me. But I think the best, the best two events of the semester has been our tournament in. Um, where was it? In Tyler, Texas. Texas. In Tyler, Texas. That was a really fun competition that I think almost the entirety of the team got to go on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, the lo- much larger trip to Oxford and London was fantastic. So I think those are the two highlights for me. I really like going to the in-person tournaments. Yeah. So yeah. the tournament I won that was online, it was a lot of fun, had a great time, but it doesn't even compare to the tournament I won in person that we all got to go to because it was just so much more fun. Um, and we all got to go on that trip together. Yeah. And eat a lot of great food, have a lot of good times. So COVID shifted a lot of things, and so right, we do a mixture of now, but uh, online and in person. But I think everyone on the team agrees that in person is is always the highlight of of each semester when we go to a couple of different mm-hmm. in person yeah. in person oh, yeah. tournaments. And the, the debate is always much more fun too when you actually have your opponent sitting next to you and you're standing up next to them, asking them questions. It makes for a much more fun experience than doing it over a Zoom call or over some some online video platform. Yeah. I like the physical component of being in person for debates because sometimes, you know, if my opponent gets out of shape, we can, you know, walk outside the room, do it the old-fashioned way, fisticuff style, you know. Oh, uh, what? what? <laughs> don't really know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but Okay, we it, know how Landon has won these <laughs> tournaments that he's done so well at. <laughs> Listen, some things happen, and we don't have to talk about them. But You, you just did. <laughs> to be clear, um, Landon's joking. There isn't any yeah, yeah, uh, physical joke. competition. <laughs> no fights no. happen on uh, Howard Payne's sanction Landon events. is a big UFC fan, but he's not bringing that into the debate rooms. So Only outside. Okay, no. <laughs> no, no. All right, uh, let's just move on then because that's, that's going somewhere not good. Um, <laughs> all right, we talked a lot about the best trip has been, of course, going to Oxford, oh, yeah. spending all that time in London. So let's talk about that. Firstly, the competition itself. We went there mm-hmm. to compete. Um, what was the Oxford competition like? And of course, uh, Landon and Devin are the best people to ask about this because they were the two that were involved <laughs> in that competition. Uh, I myself was there, but I got sick on the plane and then ended up uh, I was in bed with a fever during the competition, so I can't tell you what it was like, but you guys take it away. I will say, just right off the bat, in England, they are far better fighters than in the States, so when you're dealing with things, I was, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, the competition, substantially more difficult. Uh, it was so much more fun, though, because you have people from all around the world. We debated schools from the Netherlands. Uh, we debated a lot of schools from the North and the States, like Princeton, and Harvard, uh, but we were just debating all these different random schools. We were going against Israeli teams and German teams, and it was a really cool experience because Irish they're coming. Teams. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the Irish—they made a lot of noise. Uh, but they're coming from <laughs> such different backgrounds as us, and they're so much more secular than the states. Hmm. So everything they're arguing is from really unique and cool perspectives, and they use such formal language. Like literally, mm-hmm. most of them at least in some of our rounds, they did not grow up speaking English, but they speak it so much better than Devin and I because they learned it in such a formal capacity. So like every single word is just the yeah. perfect word for the situation they're trying to explain. 
and the arguments they're trying to build. So the competition, mm-hmm. so much more advanced. But also what make what made it a, a lot of fun and, and extremely unique from anything we've ever dealt with in debate in the states is that this form of debate doesn't allow you to research the topic at all. Everything has right. to be done beforehand, and so it's not arguing like, oh, I have this study and they have this study. Which ones? Which study do you like more? It's more of like conceptual ideas, conceptual right. ideas of quotas, um, quotas for colleges, or conceptual ideas regarding um, energy re- reluctance or energy um, self-reliance. And so mm-hmm. it's more conceptual, and it makes for a lot more fun of, de- of, of debate round because you're just debating the idea instead of debating like actual statistics, yeah. which I, what both sides were able to find in, what, 20 minutes. Right, and it makes a lot more of the competition based on your prior knowledge and the historical mm-hmm. examples you're familiar with, yeah. your knowledge of the world, and your ability to apply that in the round. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that makes a huge difference between the debates we did in Oxford and the debates that we normally do is in the States, typically the best speakers win. Mm-hmm. Over there, the teams that were in the finals match, in my opinion, weren't the best speakers, right. but they have such a wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And they're going through all of their arguments and inside of each of their arguments is just it's like a history lesson condensed into a minute. It is fantastic. They just yeah. knew so much about the topic, so much off the top of their head, you just couldn't beat it. Yeah. So they might not be the best speakers, but they certainly were the smartest people in the room. But I think that's the biggest difference between that form 100%. of debate and what we normally do in the States, where if you can speak pretty, you're most likely going to win the judge's ballot. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. Great experience. Yeah. I well, wish you could have experienced that, man. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to have some uh, English. NyQuil. So that was yeah. very interesting. I don't even remember what the brand was called, but <laughs> different. Was it free? Free? Uh, <laughs> are you talking about uh, differences in healthcare? <laughs> um, so we spent a few days in Oxford. That's where we competed. Then we did some sightseeing there. And then we went on and spent actually more time in London uh, getting to see a lot of really cool things. So what are some of the favorite experiences from the trip at a whole, whether it was in Oxford or in London, uh, that were some of the things you enjoyed most about it? Yeah, I think the one of my favorite experiences was going to the British Museum. Um, at, at the museum, they had a lot of different things from all over the world, uh, including things from the Parthenon, or you could even see things that like um, Nehemiah had delivered certain dishes to the king with um, that was talked about in the Bible were all held there. And the Rosetta Stone was also held there. I mean, it was stories of just artifact after artifact after artifact, some dated even before Christ even came to earth. And so I think that that was easily my favorite experience. Um, A couple other ones that really stuck out to me. One, we went to this really cool bookshop, which was selling books that were over a hundred years old for you to buy. Um, I bought a book by Charles Dickens that was printed in Oxford over a hundred years ago. That was a really neat experience for me. And then the other one was going to all the different cathedrals and kind of like looking at Christianity on the spectrum and seeing how Christianity was used in England before the World Wars and after the World Wars to yeah. kind of help build um, help build that population back up and give them a good religious founding. I really like the museum. But I think the religious history and being able to experience that firsthand was probably my yeah. favorite part. I went to so many different chapels and like mm. so many different churches throughout London in the few days that we were there. And you have the big ones like St. Paul's. But even just walking around the streets, there are a ton of beautifully built 
art, like uh, architecture in, in chapels all around you that you don't have to pay any money to walk into. It's like we went into this one uh, Westminster Chapel, not to be confused with Westminster Abbey, which is the massive church. Yeah. But Westminster Chapel, free to enter, and it had just beautiful architecture. There's uh, paintings all across the walls, and the stones that they used were such vibrant, with, with such vibrant colors, and there's just mosaics everywhere across the walls. It was beautiful and it was completely free. And there were so many different chapels that we went into. And so seeing the, how in depth their architecture is and the rich history there is with religion, it was fascinating for me. I really enjoyed it, but I also really enjoyed the food. I had the best pizza I'd I'd ever had in London, which is really surprising to me, but the food is fantastic. Very diverse. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of really good international food there. Oh, really great. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing how diverse London is and how it's a very shared culture, though, even from people that, you know, have uh, very different backgrounds. They're all, um, although some of that might just be from an outside perspective. Yeah. They might see that very differently. Yeah. Well, but, I think it's like New York City is New York City. Yeah. While we think of it as an American city, it's a very diverse population. Right. And people mm-hmm. who actually live in the city understand that there's people from all different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we're just going there expecting a bunch of white people to be walking around when it's a very diverse population. And right. I think it's rather commonplace for them over there. It's just a really big international city. Well, uh, I was actually going to say something very similar to what you were saying a minute ago, Landon, as far as my favorite experience really was just how beautiful everything was, yeah. uh, especially in Oxford, just mm-hmm. The houses. It's like mm-hmm. literally just houses people live in, um, residences, restaurants, like the roads themselves. It just was very picturesque in a way that I didn't expect. I kind of thought, well, of course, you see pictures over there. They're of the highlights. Yeah. But literally everything, it was just. It was like a, a really step cool back in time. Yeah. It yeah. really did. It felt like, like I was that. on a movie set for some mm-hmm. World War II yeah. movie because I didn't think that towns like that existed still. Yeah. I thought everything had been modernized. And in some areas, it certainly has been. But there's a lot of different towns like that in the yeah. countryside. I never knew that. And so that was a really cool experience. Totally agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. And the sunsets are gorgeous over there. <laughs> they were beautiful, especially when we went to different lookouts, absolutely gorgeous sunsets. And McDonald's has a snack wrap over there. So that was a big plus. <laughs> okay. I don't even <laughs> wait to throw that one Sorry, in. Sorry. I've been thinking about that one the entire time. <laughs> As we were saying earlier with the food, I mean, we have to include that McDonald's has an international menu. Yeah, and is it fantastic? Insane. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Highlighted the trip, honestly. That's true. Didn't Taco Bell have some different stuff, too? They did. <laughs> they took a lot of stuff off their menu. They didn't have Baja Blast. Really disappointed. Yeah. But they did have some other stuff that wasn't, that wasn't in was the United States. Was it fried cheese curds? Or was mm-hmm. that McDonald's That was well? McDonald's, but uh. I, think, I think Taco Bell had also incorporated some of that into their menu. Uh, to be clear, we did have, like, fish and chips at uh, <laughs> we local had places. <laughs> <Yeah. and> like, <laughs> we had, foods. you know, other really good food we talked about. We didn't just spend all our time at McDonald's. And Taco Bell. It yeah. was, and, okay. It was interesting <laughs> to see that, though. <laughs> okay, last question I have for you guys is what learning experiences did you take home with you? I learned a lot about different cultures. Um, yeah. That's definitely one of the biggest learning experiences that I, that I, ta- that I took home. Um, they're a very fast-paced culture over there. They, they move at, at a much faster rate than we do, and you, you've got you've to get out of the way because if you yeah. don't get out of the way, you're going to get run over. I think Landon almost got hit by a bike too, maybe three times, um, <laughs> yeah. and a car definitely honked at us a couple times when we thought we had the right of way, but they don't have any kind of street signs over there either. It's, it's, it's insane. I mean, you'll go to a roundabout and there won't be a single sign indicating that's a roundabout, a single stop sign, a single pedestrian crossing sign. I mean, nothing. It was insane to me. But the culture, back yeah. to the culture idea, it was it was really interesting to kind of note how much of a how much of a different culture they have over there, especially in terms of like 
um, walking places or using public transit. We have such a heavy reliance on our cars and using cars while over there, they walk everywhere. They get on public transit to make a stop. They don't really drive cars as much as we do over here in the States. And I think that was one really big um, learning experience that I took away from there. Yeah, the cultural difference is very fascinating. And I really want to go back next year. I can't wait just to see and experience that again. For me, I think I th- I think it took more away from the competition itself than the actual trip, mm. just because seeing the way that other debaters dissect arguments and even create yeah. arguments, it's completely different from the format that I grew up with in middle school, high school, and even now on the collegiate realm. So looking at how they analyze things on such an in-depth level and explain things that I would automatically assume I don't have to explain to build out the argument, like just that thought process was fascinating to me. And it's something I want to incorporate in my own debates here in the States Mm -hmm. and really in just my critical thinking skills for school projects, for Mm -hmm. conversations, for anything. The way in which they just intellectually dissected everything I said and everything that they wanted to say – beautiful it, really cool it really shines light on how much of our communication is actually oh, interpreted yeah. mm-hmm. and created based off of those cultural experiences absolutely 100 mm-hmm. percent. yeah i think my biggest takeaway was well one coming off of what you guys were saying just being in a group of people that is in a world that mine has never really touched in a certain sense it's like there's literally all these people living over here in a completely different society. I mean, that's just international travel. It's my first time yeah. leaving the country, yeah. but um, that was really impactful just to experience. Yeah. Um, and then I think as far as what we did, uh, I found the Christian Heritage Tour we went on really impactful. Mm. Um, we got to hear about a lot of um, Christians that have impacted England uh, and their history all around the city of London. And then, of course, how that's just impacted uh, Christianity all over the world. Some of them that they talked about was like William Tyndale mm-hmm. uh, with his translation. And then um, we talked about John Newton and William Wilberforce with uh, stopping the slave trade. And uh, it was just just really impactful to see what an impact that has had and kind of reflect on that for my own life. And even seeing some of those Bibles, like in the British right. Library, yeah. we saw the Tyndale Bible and, and Bibles, many other different kinds of Bibles that are extremely old was even put a more profound impact on that Christian heritage tour that we took, at least to me. Yeah, yeah. that was really fascinating. It's really cool to see how figures that we have barely ever heard of how much of an impact they had Mm -hmm. in england it also makes you think about the different christian figures in the united states right and the impact that it's had in our country and how that's probably the exact same in every single country around the world like the impacts of people who are not internationally recognized but have certainly done just so much for their community i don't know it just puts into perspective how much you can do so yeah that was really cool well, that's a great note to end on thank you guys so much for sharing about your experiences sharing about the team uh Before you go, we got to play a game, all right? So we're going to go into that right now. So like I said, we have Devin and Landon here to play a game, and we are also joined by another team member, Roshana. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I'm so excited. um, This game is called Real or Fake Christmas Movie Edition, okay? Mm. So I'm going to give you some titles. These are all made-for-TV movies. I believe all of them are from Hallmark, but at least the majority of them are. If that gives you any hints, if you're a Hallmark movie lover, you might might be familiar with them. And I'm going to do amazing at this. I already call it. So I'm going to give you the title, and then just off the title itself, you got to decide if it's real or if it's fake, okay? okay. Let's jump in with the first one. Marry Me at Christmas. Oh, oh. yes. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. It has to be. has so? to be real. It is real. Yeah. This one's coming yeah, from 2017. Dope. Description from IMDb says, A bridal boutique... Sorry. 
<laughs> bridal <laughs> boutique owner who is deep in the flurry of planning an exquisite Christmas wedding is unexpectedly swept off her feet by the bride's brother. Oh. Oh, I feel like I've totally seen this. It's crazy. Me too. I, I think you're going to have that experience with a lot of these. I've seen any. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Next one. Love doesn't knock. It rings. Oh. <laughs> That's too cheesy, I feel like. But the little know, point kind of, of Hallmark movies is that they're cheesy. <laughs> True, but they don't want to advertise it as cheesy. But I say, I'm going to go fake. Okay. What do you think, Rashana? Can you say it again? Love doesn't knock. It rings. Yeah, no, that's not it. It is fake. Yeah. Good job. Are we all just going to have away. the exact same I'm really, I'm really scared that you're going to get all of them right, but <laughs> that's okay if you do. Okay. Third We're question experts. here. Cancel Christmas. No. That's the title. Cancel Christmas. Cancel Christmas. Yes. 100%. Bear in mind, I wrote the ones... If that helps you at all, that are not Hallmark. Oh, I'm, I'm saying, like that, it is. I'm saying that it is real. I think it might be. Do we have a description of the plot? Oh. Is no. This, can we do this like You got to do, do it just off the title. Uh, I'll say it's real. No, it's fake. Okay, wait, what did you say, Devin? I said it's real. Devin says real, Landon says real, Rashawn yeah. says fake. It is real. No! Yes! From 2010. Santa Claus discovers... So this is from 2010... Bear in mind that term cancel like Christmas might have been something culture. different at that time. Yeah. Uh, Santa Claus discovers children have become too greedy and must prove <laughs> otherwise before his favorite <laughs> holiday is canceled. Santa's mission is to teach two incorrigible children the importance of charity. Wow. There's huh. no romance in that. Yeah. No, there's not. No Mrs. That's Claus. Confusing. Not all about... Shocking. Okay. The next title The Magic Candy Cane. Oh, okay. That's fake. <laughs> That's fake. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that one. Landon says it. fake. Rashawn says fake. Devin, um, I'm trying to watch your facial I'm, reactions. I'm gonna say fake. Expressions. You're gonna say fake. You guys got it again. <laughs> Wait, it's fake. The magic candy cane is fake. Yep, four for four. four. Wait, but I only have three. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. okay. I think I can get another one. All right, the next title: Magic Stocking. Real oh, or fake? No, fake. This one's throwing me off. Fake. The magic stocking. The magic stocking. Magic stocking. You know what? I'm going to go out on the like, limb. This could be where the points are broken up no. between Devin and I. Mm. I think I'm going to say it's real. It could be like that stocking thing where they put something in your shoe at the door, and it's like a love letter. Could Ooh. be. I oh. think it's true. Okay, Landon says real. Rashana says real. real. Devin says fake. Yeah. It is real. Yes! No. From 2015. Okay, but you're still winning. A young widow's daughter is given a tattered old Christmas stocking at a holiday craft sale, but her mother is skeptical of its magic when it seems to create small trinkets on its own. What year was that oh. again? That was 2015. Oh, I was making the transition to YouTube TV at the time. So uh, I didn't see it. Uh, what? Uh, that's too bad. It's too bad. How many do you have now? Okay, next question for you. What's that? I think I have all of them, right? Yeah, you oh. have all. You're, you're, you're all. you're perfect right now. Okay. I have four, I guess. Devin and Rashana both have four? Yeah. Nayan's got five. He's pulling the lead game. here. Yeah. Okay, the next one. The night before the night before Christmas. Oh. One more time for you. That title is The Night Before the Night Before Christmas. That's fake. Fake. Rashana, mm. separate yourself. Oh, I know. Thinking. I could like lose she's by thinking. two. No rule against or, answering the same. Mm. But you could, the you night before, could catch the up night with Landon before here Christmas. if you're right. I'll just say no. All fake. What, everyone says it's oh, fake. Oh, wait, no, no, I'm saying it's real. Oh, okay. You're going to say it's real. Yeah, I'm going to say Lane it's real. Devin are saying it's fake? Yeah. yeah. It is real. Yes! From oh 2010. Okay, so are, am I, we're tied now. We're tied. Me and Landon. Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. Uh, when Santa sets off on his Christmas duties a day early, crashes into the Fox family's house, <laughs> ends up with amnesia, and loses oh. his magic sack of presents, <laughs> he needs help. Wow. Wow. 
Yeah. That's Based on a true story, actually. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> you ever wondered why Santa only takes one night to deliver all the presents? He doesn't take multiple? It's because of that moment. Like, mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too, too much of a liability. Too mm -hmm. much risk to do multiple nights. Yeah. Okay. We happen. have Landon at five points, Rashawn at five, Devin at four. Okay. Maybe uh -huh. we can catch up. We got some more questions here for you. How many you. more? How many more we got? Uh, so I know a tail. 13 total. We just oh finished gosh. question number six. <laughs> okay. 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 A lot of game left. Yeah, yeah, it's anyone's game still. Yeah, okay. All right. Makes sense. Question number seven. Well, question, movie title number seven. Santa runs for president. Oh, no. No, no, it's fake. I don't know how that could be romantic. But oh, they're not all romantic. They're not all romantic. We've seen some that aren't romantic so far, such as The Night Before the Night Before Christmas. I don't think it's real. Does he deliver himself a present on Christmas where he is becomes the president of the United States? That would be an insane plot line. How could he deliver presents with the Secret Service? I feel like that's too much of an entourage. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Logistically, the... <laughs> I mean, how do you plan that? Fake. Okay, everyone's saying fake? Yeah. You're right. It is fake. I wrote that one. That was too easy. I wrote that one. I'm sorry. All right. Okay, next title, <laughs> The Day After Christmas. Yeah. That's real. I think it's real. I'll take that. Fake. Oh, like oh Devin it. coming with the bold. Fake. Trying to catch I just up. feel like it's too I feel like it's too it's too real to be real. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Title is fake. Let's no. go. Made that up. Let's Made go. So now we're all tied again. Everyone's tied at five Ew. points right now. Crazy. Alright, next movie title, Santa Jr. <laughs> what? Santa Jr. Mm. Oh man, these are a lot more Christmassy than I thought they were gonna be. Um, okay. I'm gonna go with fake on that. I don't think okay. so. I'm gonna go fake as well. Okay. Yeah. You're all, all, you're all saying fake? fake. It is real. Oh. Now this one is a, is a gem. Wow. I had to dig through the IMDb yeah, archives to this? find this bad boy oh from 2002. Ooh. Father Christmas son tries to follow in his father's footsteps, but gets arrested while delivering presents. Oh my <laughs> goodness! For what? I don't know, but I want to watch the movie. We have to watch. <laughs> this is not an official endorsement. I do not know about the content of this movie. To be clear. Okay. <laughs> next question. Next movie title for you. Uh, a December 25th wedding. Coming back, oh, coming back to a romantic, yes, I think know, that's real meaning behind it. It's also very Christmas spirit. December it's kind of a boring title. A December twenty fifth wedding. Whoa. Fake. I think it's real. Would Hallmark go there? I don't know. Nah, I'm also gonna go with fake. I don't think they'd go there. I'm gonna I don't stick think with real, but I think the title's kind of lame. But I feel like it happened in a movie. All right, y'all saying fake? No, I'm fake, saying but real. Rashana says real. Rashana says real. This could be the separator. <laughs> It is fake. Okay. Yes. yes. Fake. I made that it's up. okay. Let's yeah, go. Ben, you make really boring titles. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 falling for it, some of mine. It right? was pretty boring, but I wrote the can I hear the Christmas. description? Good. The description. Ben's well, description of his it's, fake. Yeah. It's fake. So <laughs> I, I didn't really write a plot. A wedding happens on December 25th. I'm pretty sure that's the, that's <laughs> that's the plot line. That's the gist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, next question. Number 11 here. Wait, what, what are the scores at? Are y'all two? We're up by one, pretty much. Okay, yeah. and up I'm under. Yeah. Okay, single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus. <laughs> one more time for you. That is, single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus. I... Some great alliteration in that title. Even if it's fake, I, I want it to be real, so I'm going to vote real here. I okay, I don't think it's it, real. manifesting it. I could see this being like a 2007 movie, 2008 mm. maybe. I'm going to say real. I'm saying fake. Oh, I might lose really bad, but I don't There's think There's a it's... chance to catch up. 
It is real. Oh, yeah. Wait, did I say real? You said, no, you oh. said fake. From 2004. San- I was close. Santa's son <laughs> and successor is looking for a suitable Mrs. Claus before he can take over the family business. Is this oh, wow. the sequel to Santa Jr.? I think it must be. He realizes, I need a Mrs. Claus. Women won't marry him with his felony record. Plot <laughs> twist. <laughs> okay, we got a couple more for you. Uh, number 12. A cookie cutter Christmas. Yes, yes I think I've yes, seen that's, that. That's real. It's a little on the nose, though, isn't it? <laughs> oh man, I just feel like that's so fake. But no, I, I it has to be real. It's the most sure. hallmark title thing. Yeah, that's real. It's real. It is real. Yeah. Yeah. Can I hear the description? 2014. Two school teachers take their rivalry to a new level oh. while they scramble to win a holiday baking contest. I've watched this. And the affections of a handsome single father. Oh, yeah. so they're both going for the father. Yes. That doesn't sound wow. very cookie cutter to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> kind of original, isn't it? It kind of is. Interesting. All right. Our last title. Similar to some of the ones we've had. Number 13. Father Christmas meets his father. That's oh. fake. Say it again. It's Father Christmas meets his father. Just to make a winner, Lynn is going fake. I'll go real. Oh. I respect that. I respect oh. that. Um, um, I'll just say fake. Yeah, you're out of the competition yeah. at this point. Trying to just make a guess. I would not watch this movie. So the answer, <laughs> I don't blame you. The, the answer is fake. Yes. yes, fake. I made it up. So what? Me and Devin tied. No, you were down by two. Oh. Yeah. Aww, yeah. So, so Landon sad. is our good job, uh, Landon. Hallmark real or fake movie title champion. Wow. I, I was hoping to throw you guys off with that one after Santa Junior. I was kind of <laughs> hoping, you know, you got Santa Junior, you got Santa. Uh, single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus, <laughs> and so I was just hoping, based Been off of those, maybe. Yeah. I just want to say, I called it at the beginning. I'm an expert on this. I'm glad Landon yeah, won, because Devin's That's actually true. a hater. That would have been unfortunate if he won. A hater oh, of Walmart. Yeah. Wow. That's tragic. You are. Okay. All right. Well, we better wrap up this episode, but thank you all so much for joining me. Thank thanks you for, for having us. Yeah. This was so time. much fun, uh, and thanks for you know mocking my Christmas titles out, <laughs> out there. That was... <laughs> It was a little personal, but... Uh, Sorry. It's okay. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Don't cry about it tonight. <laughs> well, before we close out the episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you to everyone who's followed and listened along to The Sting all semester. Uh, it's really meant a lot, and we really appreciate all of the feedback and input. Everyone who submitted to Campus Buzz and our word sneak we did and has just continued to support what we're doing and give us great ideas to work with. Speaking of which, be sure to follow us on Instagram at HPU The Sting if you're not already. That way you don't miss any updates. Uh, sometime during the month of January, we'll be releasing our schedule for the spring semester of when each episode will be coming out. So be sure to watch for that. And also on Instagram is a great way for you to connect with us. Um, you can message us ideas you have, uh, people you want to see interviewed, segments that you'd like to see in the spring semester. And we'd love to have more of those to work with. You can also email any of that to us at the email address hputhesting at gmail.com. Well, that wraps it up for this semester. Uh, Thank you so much, and we look forward to coming back in the spring. This is Ben Sarton, signing off.